0: Head back and forth with patch ready. Now Stevenson kicks it in. It will count. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. From the draw, Nicholas Haig rifles it home. One time shot from Haig. Vegas ties it 3-3. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team.
1: Exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas
2: Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard, Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215,
0: home of the... He has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you were watching yesterday's uh, VGK game against the Detroit Red Wings, and we're following the Vegas Golden Knights Twitter accounts, social media accounts, then you know that Jack Eichel is in the city. He's landed in Las Vegas. He is part of our community. He's getting settled. And today he held his full media availability, and you will hear all about Jack as uh, the media went through and kind of walked uh, down the path of what he's been through and where he's going and what he expects when he gets on the ice. So we've got some uh, sound from Jack Eichel regarding the Vegas Golden Knights. And boy, is he excited. And uh, we'll also get into our ratings for the two games this weekend. Uh, we will uh, chime in on what's happening in and around the National Hockey League. Nobody's unbeaten and nobody is winless. And it all happened <laughs> on the same night, uh, crazy enough, yep. within a couple of hours of each other. And there's a couple of individual uh, situations that are exploding uh, in a good way. Our game is in such a great spot right now. But uh, as usual, we open up the phone lines every Monday at 4 o'clock, 702-876-1340. I heard a couple of people yesterday on the uh, post-game show with uh, Ryan Wallace talking about how they were going to save uh, a couple of topics uh, just for the open lines on Monday on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas because it's such a uh, tradition. It's uh, it's uh, an opportunity for you to get things off your chest uh, to compliment the Vegas Golden Knights. Talk about Jack uh, wherever you want to go, uh, 702-876-1340. 1340 the first block the first half hour is all yours as we go to mike welcome to the vgk insider show on fox sports las vegas i just had a i had a a little tingling that you might be the person to lead us off today
3: (laughs) tingle no more my friend (laughs) Uh, although you pulled a fast one on us last night sneaking him into city national without (laughs) telling the super fans
0: you're right we uh we did have to do it rather quietly and uh, and he was uh, he was great to to do it. Like I don't know whether you, the 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 background of it. And and Mike, I'm curious to what you have to say. But he landed. Jack and uh, and his girlfriend landed at uh, McCarran. They took uh, the the service over to uh, the hotel, and that's mm-hmm. when Chance and the Golden Knight and the Divas everybody was there to greet them. And he basically dropped his bags because of the the situation with the game and the time, and ran over to city national arena and was, was awesome. So uh, like everybody's traveled, everybody's been through that and you just want to kind of get settled and exhale a little bit after flying across the country. And he did us a big, uh,
3: big service uh, for doing that. So thank you. He really, he really did a little adulation and a few signs would not have hurt his (laughs) uh, day. I don't think would have harmed him any, but that would have been fun to have been there to see him walk into city national. That's for sure. At any rate, nice interview, and uh, obviously we go from here. Now I'm I'm going to be cautiously optimistic because mm-hmm. this is the first big game bagging that has been done by the general managers, where the the person who's been acquired is not is not injured in any way. I mean, all the other names that we can go ahead and rattle off uh, were pretty much healthy when they joined the Golden Knights, and that's not the case this time. So. The questions are these: um, He played 21 games this season, this last season, yeah. and he would scored two goals. But he wasn't injured. So what happened?
0: Oh well, they were terrible. Look, yeah. look look at the team's record. <laughs> they were
3: terrible. But I mean, two.
0: You're right. Uh, two goals. You, you, you would uh, you would expect more. I, I don't know when the injury happened, though, Mike. I don't know whether we got disconnected with Mike. If we did, uh, call back 702-876-1340. We will uh, put you to the front of the line, uh, Mike. But uh, the I think he was he he played through that for a while mm-hmm. uh, before yeah. before he completely shut it down. So don't uh, don't think that uh, he he played the number of games and then just stopped. Uh, there was a process of trying to get through it.
2: Yeah. I, I think that, you know, you, you look at the fact that he only played 21 games of a 56 game season. It kind of gives you an idea or some indication that Jack was playing through something to the point where, uh, he could be somewhat productive on the ice. And then when it became more and more of, of a difficulty, it, it was, it was shut it down. Let's go to rehab and see where we can go from there. Um, your point's well taken, Mike, in that it's just two goals in 21 games, but when you look at the entirety of Jack Eichel's career, he's been 25-plus goals every single season, 36 goals in 1920. Uh, for me, he he's going to, at least on the surface, if he gets healthy and he's, he's the player that he used to be, he's going to be about that, if not more, on this Golden Knights team because you look at all the players that surround him, he's going to have... Talent everywhere he looks on the ice with him, and I think that that's going to be important too. Mike,
0: are you there? No. no, no. Okay, uh, Stephanie, uh, you're on the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
4: Hey guys, so uh, I, I you know, I've called into all the post games, so I think I've said a lot about the trip. So I just want to point out that the Knights just posted a video of um, Ico out there already in the community working with kids, and that is the kind of stuff that just makes me happy that we have this team here that we have players who have literally just stepped off the plane almost and are going out into the community and working with our kids to help them love hockey. And, you know, beyond that, the food drives and the blood drives. And just I'm so happy that we have a team here that really embraces. I'm going to cry almost. I'm sorry. But hey, just if our city if and you just like so today,
0: if you like that today, you're going to love Jack Eichel because he does a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got a really solid track record. Some of it uh, that 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 we will know about, but there's also a lot of it uh, behind the scenes. Uh, very similar to to the way Robin Lerner operates, and, and they all operate really.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's you know just another one of our knights that are out there with our community and here for us just as much as the city is here for them. So that you know that just really made me smile.
0: Hey, how'd you grade the road trip?
4: Uh, I said somewhere, and I can't even remember because I had to ask Ryan for the the thing again because I eat spicy peppers about as much as you do. <laughs> but it was between a three and a four. Yeah. <laughs> I think was habanero and go- between a habanero and a ghost pepper. And my dissertation was that they uh, got the main goal, which was to come back 500. Um, and yes, the Toronto game wasn't great, but that was at the beginning of the road trip, and they lost last night, obviously. But there was a lot that was positive in that game that they can build
0: off of. How's the baby? She's,
4: she's good. She's uh, not happy with me because I took away the lollipop.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I can understand that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm with a the baby on that one. Uh, thanks for this. Uh, appreciate it, Stephanie. Uh, line open, 702-876-1340. The first segment is yours every Monday on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Mike, uh, hey, thanks for rejoining us.
3: You bet. Uh, Stephanie makes me weep, too, because that is so true. These Knights are amazing with their community outreach, and I know that will continue and and accelerate as far as that goes. Uh, A couple of things that I didn't get to touch on. Number one, this is a question my wife asked. Who pays for Jack Eichel's surgery?
0: Uh, Who pays for the surgery?
3: I believe
0: it's it's the team that pays for the surgery. It's part of the okay. that the, the teams, uh, the franchises, whoever you're, you're, you're playing for uh, is responsible for your medical uh, costs.
3: Okay. Then uh, the other couple of things, you had uh, some marching orders last week when I asked you to ask the Twitter guys if they could let us know about practice in a timely manner. Did you have a chance to do that?
0: That is uh, on the docket to be uh, right on top of when it's – uh, appropriate, like as in as long as they know, you will know
1: and okay.
0: uh, and uh, I, nobody's trying to hide anything nobody's trying to keep uh, you out of the way uh, there's, uh, the, as, as you know during the course of a day uh, people are doing a couple of different jobs and that, that was a, a day that uh, that just kind of slipped through the cracks but as long as they know that the practice is being changed and, and they have an ability to get that out, then
3: you will absolutely know and then the sixty-four dollar question, which mm-hmm. is rhetorical. Sixty-four does bucks. The Panthers. Well, it does. Here, the Panthers. They yes. went nine and zero to start the season. Mm-hmm. Do they get a Carolina Reaper for that? Mm, no. Oh my!
0: <laughs> no, you got to. You, you work your butt off to get within one of the all-time record. <laughs> I want the. I want the record. And I, I don't have any real loyalties to the. Yeah. <laughs> nor do I uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, thanks Mike that's, uh, that's awesome hey that was, uh, was good that was rapid fire from Mike uh, who was uh, on fire and uh, really pumped up uh, and involved in last night's VGK post game show Papa Lou welcome to the VGK insider show on Fox Sports
1: good afternoon gentlemen hey Darren before I get to uh, what I had to say I want to give you some props on the uh, senior black lab that I saw you walking man Good-looking dog. Love Black Lab.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, she's uh, she's older than she looks. She's about 10, but uh, uh, she's an old 10, but uh, we love her. Uh, she's awesome.
1: That's beautiful, man. We've got a few senior uh, Black Lab rescues, man, and they're the best dogs
0: They ever. are the best. <laughs> the thump of that um, tail is uh, is the thing that uh, that gets me every day.
1: That's, that's so cool. Hey, um, you know, I, I listened to Nighttime and Noon today, and they just played a few snippets of the interview those guys did with uh, Jack Eichel and uh, kind of going a little bit about what Mike talked about earlier and you know his kind of thing about Eichel only having a couple goals last season and stuff. I think that dude is going to come in here with a chip on his shoulder like nothing else after everything he's been through especially after listening to him. I think he's going to recover well and just come in and light it up.
0: I I was just talking to Dave Gosher. We were texting back and forth, and uh, we were kind of going on on where Jack Eichel is right now. Uh, Mentally, his head's uh, uh, getting wrapped around this trade. And Jack, I'll, I'll be honest, my take on him at this moment is he is so happy that he's going to be, and relieved that he's going to be able to have the surgery that he wants to have and he can't wait to have that process done and know that uh, that it's going to benefit him uh, down the road uh, i don't know how much he's really thought about the idea of skating with patch stone petrangelo uh theodore uh marcia Soak, carlson smith like when when he has the opportunity to sit back and and think about getting back on the ice and being healthy and being able to contribute, and then being able to skate with that group, I, if we think he's excited now, uh, he's going to be like uh, the first time roller coaster going down uh, Space Mountain. He's just going to be a it's big actually, smile.
1: It's got to be a new lease on life yeah. for him in, in ten different ways for sure.
0: Totally agree with you. Well, what's your What's your impression of uh, when you When you listen to him talk?
1: You know, I. I had a very different impression of him. He's a lot more mature-sounding than I thought. Never really paid attention to him before in that respect. But for being a 25-year-old, really mature guy and really just seems to not be a kid um, as much as a 25-year-old might be a kid.
0: Got it. Uh, nailed. Uh, absolutely right on the head. Uh, there's Papa a uh, line open on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the VGK Insider Show, 702-876-1340. Uh, you uh, were able to take in the media conference today. Ryan, what was your uh, yeah. thought as you sat there and uh, and listened to a guy answer all the questions that uh, that came his way from surgery to the situation in Buffalo to uh, some expectations uh, for what's ahead in Vegas? Yeah,
2: I, I mean, my takeaway is that Jack Eichel is, uh, is excited to be a Vegas Golden Knight. He is excited to have some say in, in what this surgery process is going to be for him and his road to recovery. Um, and I think that he's a player that, that has such a calm, level-headed um, nature about himself that he's going to do everything he can to take this one day at a time and get himself back to being able to play. And then I think the, the thing that stood out to me the most was the fact that Jack is is hearing that there are doubters. There are people that, that think that, you know, what if he never is the Jack Eichel that he was his year 20 season or 22 season, whatever the case may be. Um, and I think the motivation that Jack has to return to form and be every bit that player and even more, um, to me, is fascinating because I, you look at a guy that's that hyper-competitive, if you give him an extra ounce of motivation, look out.
0: I go with the assumption that it's all going to be the way it should after the surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and until there isn't something to show me that way, then then I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go down this path. What you have in Jack Eichel is the best player on this team. You have a game breaker. You have a uh, power uh, guy. You have a skill guy. He is your five-tool player. And you put him into the lineup. uh, He instantly becomes your game breaker. And that, above anything else, when you evaluate where this team is right now, and what the expectations are for this team. They were already a Stanley Cup contender with Leonard Engel and that uh, stacked blue line and that top six with Chandler Stevenson between Patrick and Stone and then the Misfits. The depth on the, uh, on the bottom six was certainly a big plus, and Kelly McCrimmon talked about it uh, at the start of this year. But what Pete DeBoer now has is a bonafide game-breaker And when he is healthy and when he's going, the potential is a 100-point season and Mm -hmm. instantly becomes the best forward on your team. Yeah, I don't disagree with
2: any of that. I look at Jack Eichel. I look at kind of the career arc that he was on before getting injured. You look at his points per game over the last 3 or 4 seasons he's just steadily gotten better and better and better and to hear him say you know that you know is his year a couple of years ago where he 82 points 78 points in 68 games that was him scratching the surface of what his potential is on this team in the right spot with whoever he's playing with and and we can kind of get into that as as we get closer to when Jack might be in the lineup um This is a guy that can break games wide open by himself. This is a guy that more often than not will find himself on the score sheet not once but twice in in a game, three times if that's what's needed. He is every bit the type of dynamic player you need to take over games. And you know what, for the Golden Knights, they'll have that in Jack Eichel, and you know what you get in Mark Stone. You know what you get in Alex Petrangelo and Max Pacioretty. This is a team that added a monster piece that should fit right in and be able to create
0: by himself. The Golden Knights come back after a two and two road trip, six and six on the year, now starting a six game homestand, which kicks off tomorrow night against the Seattle Kraken. and that game is going to be uh, on ESPN plus and Hulu and in the next segment, I'm going to give you the instructions on how to watch the game if you're planning on watching <laughs> the game tomorrow night because it's not on AT&T Sports. It's a, it's a little bit of a wrinkle uh, with the new television package, and I want to make sure that everybody's uh, up to date and is prepared for that. So we'll give it to you uh, throughout the show uh, a few times, but that's coming up in the next block. Jack Eichel, and then we have a line open right now, seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Before we get back to the phone lines, Jack Eichel, can legitimately be a 50-50 guy when it comes to goals uh-huh. and assists. I I don't absolutely doubt that he's going to be a 100-point person uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights in the next couple of years. But the way he can score and with the players that he now has surrounding him, like he was he was 25 in the bank easy on bad Buffalo teams. <laughs> When it was yeah. all him. And all the other team was doing was checking him. Right. You put him in this lineup with the depth and the, and the different looks that Pete DeBoer... Like Pete, Pete must be just clicking his heels together and drooling, uh, thinking about, uh, about the opportunities. 50-50 with 50 goals and 50 assists is, is not one of those crazy outlandish uh, just talk radio takes.
2: And and not to get like too far into the weeds with what you just said, but uh, I think the point about when when Jack was on the Buffalo Sabers, teams game planned for Jack Eichel because everything else that that team had isn't going to beat you, right? And he's still a twenty five goal guy consistently over thirty goal over thirty five goals one year yeah. for Jack Eichel. Like that's why when I look at this, and the more times I've looked at it, the more I've thought about who should Jack play with. It's the more I kind of want Jack away from Mark Stone at 5-on-5. I don't know that I want to have both of those guys on the same line because then it allows teams to focus in and try to shut down that one line. For me... I think the more balance you can have and the more you can keep those two players separated uh, in, at even strength, I think the better off it is for Jack Eichel and the better off it is for Mark Stone to to even have a, a, an increase in his numbers offensively too.
0: Are the misfits together in your little uh, plan of attack? I haven't, like, again, I haven't gotten too far no, into well, the weeds as to that changes everything what I, though. That changes everything. What I want.
2: And and I hear you. Like it's really hard for me, and I know how I know how this is going to sound, but like it's hard for me to think about Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone without Chandler Stevenson, because when you put those three guys together, they're dynamic. And then you know how good the Misfits are together. You don't necessarily want to change that. I mean, I've I've come up with a couple ideas in my head where you know I I, I think you could be have Jack Eichel with uh, Max Pacioretty. And then you can have Mark Stone with, um, with William Carlson and Jonathan Marchessault. And if, if you bump Chandler Stephenson down to your third line, then you can start playing around with a lot of different matchup things that would make it very difficult for other teams to compete with the Golden Knights at the top of the lineup, the middle of the lineup, and the bottom of the
0: lineup. You acquired depth this past off season. That's where the depth goes, uh, is on the, on the third and the fourth lines. Top heavy, roll those one, two uh, lines, and giddy up and hold on. And give, you, give me a little yippee-ki-yay as you go by me, and smile on your face. That's, that's the way it sorts out. Uh, I don't, with all due respect, uh, Chandler Stevenson, if he does have to slide down the lineup, that's not a bad thing. And that's a tough decision when you have a lot of good players uh, mm-hmm. that that type of uh, uh, situation has to come about. But Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, and Jack Eichel, those three players have to be playing in your top six, if it works. That Remember, I'll, I'll use this example because it, it relates to, to Jack Eichel. The Buffalo Sabres brought in Taylor Hall. And we listened to Marty Biron on this show talk about how the lefty righty, uh, when, when you've got that combination with the centerman that can pass right to the, uh, to the winger on the forehand and the winger can pass it back uh, on the forehand. It was set up to be a great thing. And, the chemistry didn't work. And they went away from those two on the same line. And eventually, like once you separate those two top dogs on the, on the Buffalo Sabres, because that was the whole plan, was to be able to load up and get an offense out of those two guys, uh, the plan went awry. And, and not saying that that's exactly why it melted down in Buffalo, uh, because Jack did get hurt. But it certainly didn't, uh, didn't help. Uh, the, the Jack Eichel acquisition is to be in your top six with Stone and patcheretti And until it isn't clicking, then that's the way it kind of has to be. Now, if if you want to switch those guys up, Ryan, then mm-hmm. you have to break up the misfits. And I'm not sure how locked in you are to that.
2: I mean, I, I'm, I'm more inclined to breaking up the misfits if it means I can get Eichel and Stone on, on different lines and I, I have the ability to have... Game breakers in Jack Eichel and Mark Stone kind of running things on their own lines. Like not Stone I, I deserve like the, to be with
0: Eichel? I,
2: in a sense, yes, but it's almost because Mark Stone is so good that I don't necessarily want him and Jack Eichel sharing points when when you can have them apart and impacting the game for a greater period of time. Like I look at Jack Eichel; he can create offense on his own, right? Like we all know that we've 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 spent how many days talking about how this is a dynamic player that can make his own chances and make chances for other people. And we know how good Mark stone is and how he has the ability to create offense, especially from his defense. I just look at those two players, and I think if you put them on the same line and everything equals one point, if you have a goal from Eichel, an assist from from Stone, and that's what you get that game, why not spread it out throughout your lineup a little bit? I'm not suggesting that either one of those guys play lower than your, your top six. That's not it at all. But I do think that if you have Jack Eichel in the fold, and you can create perhaps two Legitimate number one lines in the NHL. That's the route you take, as opposed to one super line and then you know a, a pretty good one-two-two way type of situation. There,
0: could you imagine if the Boston Bruins thought that way? With I, I don't think
2: it's the same. I, I don't. I don't think it's the same. Like I, I, I don't know where Pete's going to go. I don't know what direction he's going to go. But I, I'm telling you right now, like if I'm looking at it and saying, Pataretti, Eichel, and Smith. And Marcius so O'Carlson and Stone. I, like I'm not mad at those
5: two lines.
0: You load up and you go until it doesn't work. Let's go to Chris Chapman.
5: No, I'm I'm totally on board with what Darren's saying. I want my three most dynamic forwards, my three best scoring forwards, all on my top line. I'm I, yeah, right. Da- but, Darren's but right, but then but. But if they score
2: one goal, Chapman, yeah. it only counts for one goal. That, if they are only that's... able to create one goal, it only counts for one goal. Don't you want? Why are you like how, how many them to times, one goal?
5: Yeah. What, what well, have... I'm
2: just saying, within the course of a game, if you if you load up on one line and the opposition focuses in on that one line, and how many times have we seen this happen with the Colorado Avalanche and their big three when they're put together and they're shut down and offense dries up everywhere? That's because Calgary suspended. I'm. I'm also okay. Not, not as, opposed. as cheeky as you want to be, we've seen super lines be shut down when everything else dries up. I would be a little bit more inclined to look for balance because you've got a dynamic game-breaking player that can do it essentially by himself yeah. and
0: has done it by himself. Hey, both things have merit. Absolutely, yeah. but the balance is is great. We always what what do we talk about every day? Balance in life. Balance is a work-life balance. We, we 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 need that. It's it's preferable that you're not leaning on one thing. Uh, you you don't want to have one car that runs all the time and one car that's in the garage all the time. You want two cars that can go uh, to get you uh, to, uh, around, even though they might not be as fast as that one car. That that's a that's a logical way of thinking at it. But if you've got a super line that scores a ton then i i'm leaning towards that yeah. I,
5: I'm, I'm 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 yeah that's the way i'm going as well i'm also not opposed to breaking up the misfits especially if you can create a line with william carlson and riley smith and you put someone else on that line and you tell those guys look your job is to just shut down the other team's line their their top line i mean you you could put whoever else you want on that line whether it's Dodonoff, whether it's it's uh, I, I, I don't know, but you tell... Nick Waugh? Nick Waugh, yeah. And and you are the line responsible for playing the other team's top line, so you don't have to use guys like Stone out there against the other team's top line because I, I still feel there's some merit to the idea that maybe those guys were just out of gas after the Colorado series because they were out there so much against that top line. You
0: know what line. happens, though, in, in this scenario with Jack Eichel coming in? Whether it's spreading it around or whether you create the super line and you go with the misfits, what we are going to see is a transition from, and only because there's not enough ice to go around, we are going to see a transition from more of a four-line, try to play everybody and keep everybody fresh, to with with all the depth that they had coming in this season, Ryan, to mm-hmm. we're, we're going to see a, a three-line team with with a fourth line, that's not going to get near as much of a look as we anticipated at the start of the year before Eichel, because you have to get that that top nine if you spread it around, or that top six and then uh, a breather uh, if if you go with the super line.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it's going to be fascinating, honestly, to to see what direction Pete DeBoer goes with the lineups when. Everyone's healthy, and, and the, that's what a, such a cliche at this point in time, right, with, with all the injuries. And once Jack Eichel's in the fold, I, I don't know what direction um, it's going to go. But, you know, as you said, there's merit to both. There's merit to trying to make sure that you've got essentially a game-breaker on the ice for th- – two-thirds of the game if you were to split stone and eichel apart and then you have the ability to load up and have a dominant line that's out there for 22 minutes a night and is absolutely owning the opposition so i, I don't think a lot Ryan of different ways fun. to look at it
0: you don't like fun it's not that at all rolling out patch ready stone and eichel to start that's fun. Well, i mean fun. Like- there's
2: there's still a cap component to this, right? Like there, depending oh. on when everyone comes back, the there's cap. a cap Let component to this. Let me have my fun. Well, I'm just I'm, I'm not necessarily saying you can't have fun. I'm just saying that there are practical things that you need to keep in mind as this progresses towards everybody in the lineup. There's That's the all. P
0: word. Going to throw the I, R word out there too, responsible. <sighs>
2: someone's got to be that on the show. No. Come on. I want just... to get everyone's
0: Let's just like every every, everyone's going to be sitting here like, oh man,
2: I I, I'm all for fun, I'm all for fun. I just think in this particular situation, you're you're not keeping every every single variable in account right now, like, and that's fine. You don't have to. We've got plenty of plenty of time. We've got months to think about what that's going to look like. I just
0: I just figured it out. You're being mm -hmm. the talk radio contrarian that sometimes I am.
2: No, no, no. I legitimately believe
0: that they should not play together.
2: I legitimately believe they shouldn't play together.
0: Hmm. We need to. We need to talk, Chapman. We need to drive out to prompt. Yeah, yeah. I but think I, I. I'm not sure we can do the next half hour of the show. No, that's fine. While well, we drive out to prompt and sit down,
2: with totally our buddy. fine. The the, the faces totally me
5: and Darren are making at each other in this studio right now, Wallace. You're missing out. But uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, like, Chapman, you know what? <laughs> I, when when you go through the track record of who's been right most on this show. It's usually me. It's
0: usually me. I'm okay. I'm comfortable in my opinion. (laughs) Find find the biggest comfy chair, and we'll be out there. And we're going to talk this through like adults. (laughs) Your buddy Chris and your buddy Mallard. We're going to be right there. Hey, Darren, 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 think
4: about
2: this for a second. Think about this for a second. You are jumping to align yourself with Chris Chapman
5: on this. No, no, no. no. Think about it from that perspective. I'm jumping to align with Darren. I I think it's the other way around. That's
0: how severe the situation is. (laughs) Good on you, buddy. (laughs) When we continue, uh, what happened in Montreal and Detroit split the series, but it, it was kind of a weird result versus performance and we'll also bring you one timers news notes from around the National Hockey a couple of spectacular individual performances uh, that we're witnessing in the NHL right now that we want to keep you up to date on what happened in one play the other night, and the other one is happening on a night-to-night basis, and it involves a future Hall of Famer and the chase of history. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Just got off the phone with my buddy Garrett Callaway, my coworker. It's like just over and across in the cubicle Poor in the office. Guy. he's he's an awesome dude yeah he, uh, he kept my animals alive this summer and uh, party we did had, we had a comment the other day about uh, partying and and having some fun and there's something about animals and I said I don't I've never partied with my dog and he he was uh, staying at our house during uh, my trip to Tokyo and he's like I have <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a good man but he's a uh, he's the guy that uh, is kind of walking me through all this this uh, transition for tomorrow night's game because it's not on at and Sportsnet. If you want to watch the Vegas Golden Knights and Seattle Kraken tomorrow night, here is the nuts and bolts of it. And the Vegas Golden Knights are going to put it out in their Twitter account and there's going to be a lot of uh, information uh, instructing you and walking you through it. In fact, Derek Anglin, uh, his son Cash, is going to teach him how to watch the game uh, tomorrow night mm. uh, because it's not going to be on your linear channels and it's not going to be on on at and Sportsnet. So fans, you are going to need a subscription to either ESPN Plus or Hulu in order to uh, watch the game. Uh, so subscribe to ESPN Plus or Hulu. You can then stream those services using the app, the Hulu ESPN Plus app, through your smart TV, Apple TV, Apple device, Android TV, uh, or Roku, or Google Chrome, uh, PlayStation, all that kind of stuff. PlayStation is the mm-hmm. best part. Do you have a PlayStation? Oh. I don't. Wallace, you don't have any no, gaming stuff? Uh, no, I don't. Oh. <sighs> We're just not clicking today. Uh, you can also watch ESPN <laughs> Plus online. So you subscribe to ESPN Plus or Hulu, uh-huh. and then you can stream tomorrow night's game. But just know, as we sit here and tell you, if you try to go to at and or to ESPN, you won't be able to see the game on the regular ESPN channel. You're going to need Hulu or ESPN Plus to watch the Golden Knights against the Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that about covers it. Do you, do you need me to show you how to do that tomorrow, or are you just going to chill and, and watch the game?
0: No, I'm I'm good because I have ESPN okay. Plus already, and I have yep. Hulu. Now, oh wow! You have both of them. I have both. I nice. asked. I asked Garrett Calloway today. Mm-hmm. I said, "How do you do it on?" I know how to do it on ESPN Plus. Now watch the games. Uh, how do I watch it on Hulu? And he said, mm-hmm. "The only time that he's used Hulu is at my place, and we weren't playing at the time, so that didn't get me. Uh, uh, get me. Get I mean, me I didn't far. tell you. Oh yeah. I okay. Tell let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Give it. Give it to me.
2: You just you." You turn on the application that is Hulu, yep. and then you go to Sports, and then you just go to Live Sports, and then there should be a, a, a an option for the Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken, and then you select
0: that, and it starts to play. That is genius. Yeah, weird. So Hulu, ESPN Plus, you need one of those two services to watch the game tomorrow night. Here in uh, in Vegas or or anywhere really, uh, because that's where the broadcast is going to be. And we'll we'll repeat this a couple of times. And some people you'll be annoyed that you already told us, but want to make sure that all the people know uh, as you slide in and out of the VGK Insider Show regarding uh, how to watch tomorrow night's Vegas Golden Knights Seattle cracking game. I I, I think it's going to be a tough game uh, for the the Golden Knights side. That uh, coming off that. Road trip. Uh, you're you're on the road for ten days. you Play games. You're you're battling through all, all the injuries, which, by the way, seem to have slowed. Like we played the same lineup uh, a few days in a row. Ooh, don't 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 say, say that. Don't don't, don't 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 say that. There's any jinx. But there's 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 a there's positiveness here where we can maybe start to look at <laughs> when players are coming back as opposed to losing players. You know how nice it was on the TV broadcast to be able to go on and show the lines and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, same as last time, except uh, they're changing the goaltender because it's back to back."
2: I. Why do you think I set up the uh, the pregame show to have the lineup go in the second to last segment? Because like, you, right now you don't know. Yeah, no, I had no no clue on uh, it. It was as you mentioned, it was it was a crapshoot early on in the in the year, but for right now. Um, stability, I think, is kind of the word that I would use. For the first time all year, the Golden Knights lineup seems to be as stable as it's ever been.
0: Uh, we have uh, Jack Eichel coming, and then you add in Mark Stone and Nolan Patrick and Max Pacioretty and William Carlson, uh, uh, Zach Whitecloud, uh, all out of the lineup. Six and six after 12. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, considering there was a one-on-four start that kicked that thing off.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's good in the context of a, of a one and four start. It's good in the context of playing without Stone, without Patcheri, without Carlson, without Patrick, without White Cloud. Um, it, it's it's no fa- uh, small feat for the Golden Knights to be five hundred. And and I've I've continued to kind of bang this drum: the Golden Knights with those injuries need to be about 500 now if you can sneak a couple of points here and there to get you over that 500 mark that would be ideal but right now the beacon for me on this club is let's be 500 and then we go from there
0: congratulations to jonathan marsheseau who is now the golden knights all-time leading goal scorer and has played the most games in golden knights history and he accomplished uh, both of those feats yesterday Pretty impressive. And and I don't care whether you're a five-year-old franchise or whether you're the, the Montreal Canadiens franchise. Leading a National Hockey League team right now uh, mm-hmm. in, in those categories uh, is a significant accomplishment. And knowing that, I mean, you just saw one of the original misfits um, dealt uh, in the Jack Eichel uh, trade, that, that it's getting fewer and fewer, and it shows a, a lot of great qualities from Jonathan Marcialso.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You look at the fact that he's got four goals in his last three games and, you know, big moments where the team has needed him this year, he is delivered. He has come through and, you know, that just kind of tracks for Jonathan Marcialso in his career as a Vegas Golden Knight. He's always kind of been the heartbeat. He's always kind of been that spark plug when you need a big game or a big moment. More often than not, it's Marcia so and he's he's continuing his strong run of play right now, because that's what's needed of him. That's what has to happen for this Golden Knights team. Marcia so and Wah, for me, over the last couple of games, have been dynamite for the Golden Knights.
0: He had a road trip, didn't he? That oh, was yeah. a, a well-positioned and uh, extremely productive road trip.
2: Oh, for sure, for sure, and and again, like you. You needed it, right? Like you you needed yeah. somebody to kind of step in and and become more than what they were in the moment. And for me, Jonathan so certainly did that. And you know, you you start to kind of see the building blocks with Nick Waugh and the fact that right now he is is seemingly fitting in perfectly with so and Smith. Nick Waugh, a couple of multi-point performances over the last couple of games, been in the middle of everything going right for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, uh, If you can continue to improve that and grow and build that, then we keep talking about when everyone gets healthy and and you have guys slotting back into what you expected them or wanted from them at the beginning of the year. A more confident Nick Waugh down the lineup is better Best-case scenario for the Vegas Golden Knights.
0: Uh, before we get to too far uh, beyond uh, what Jonathan Marchessault did, Riley Smith, also one of those original players, he, mm-hmm. he didn't get anything out of that road trip, and he played a really <laughs> good road trip. <laughs> it, 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 what what Marchessault was able to accomplish in, in putting up the points... Riley Smith was every bit as, as in and around the net and with the chemistry yeah. with Nick Waugh. And it just it posed post her goalies coming up with saves. But I think I think you're looking at Riley Smith right on the edge of just busting out as much as we've seen in the last two years going back to, to a couple of years ago uh, when he had that incredible season. Well, what's
2: interesting about Riley Smith is that I think he's been the Golden Knights most consistent forward all year long. Like, he has been in and around the action. He has he has been a, a part of this team where, um, you know, you, you go on that one and four stretch to start the year. You just get tired of losing, and then he has that monster game against the Colorado Avalanche. Like, for me, I'm, I'm right there with you. He's just kind of been somewhat unlucky, I guess, is, is the word that I would use, because he's been in and around the action. Uh, but for some reason, the points seem to stick right now to Waugh and Marcheseau, so, even though Riley Smith is doing a lot of really, really good work.
0: Darren Elliott put earplugs in the other day because I was talking so much about the Nick Waugh, Riley Smith, and Jonathan <laughs> Marcheseau so line, even when we weren't on the air. And so he said, talk to Gosher about it. I tried to talk to Gosher. He wouldn't take my call. True story. I phoned Gosher before the uh, pregame show Mm -hmm. yesterday just to give him the heads up that Jack Eichel uh, was going to uh, pop into the studio during the first intermission, and I couldn't track him down. It was like five minutes before the pregame show. True story. I I don't know where he was, what he was doing in Mm -hmm. Detroit, but he wasn't answering his phone for me. Seems Mm -hmm. like he
2: was preparing for a broadcast.
0: Might have been. So here's the true story. (laughs) We're into the pregame show, and we're into the second segment of the pregame show, and we're having some fun. D and I are are doing our thing. My phone starts ringing on the set. Now, fortunately, it's on silent. Sure. But I I look down, and Dave Gosher's picture and name comes up. And I'm thinking to myself, self, if there's one person that knows that I'm on the air right now, one person in this world, other than Darren Elliott, (laughs) it's usually Dave Gosher half an hour before mm-hmm. the game yeah. and uh, he just thought he'd uh, he return my call and and not even not even a uh, hint of oh uh, whatever uh, I didn't uh, I forgot you were on the air it was well, if you really wanted to talk to me you would have answered it so next time he phones me while I'm on the air mm-hmm. I'm answering it and we're gonna have a complete conversation and I'll probably get in trouble for it but just you should to, just do it <laughs> just just, just do, to it. do it, yeah. Uh, around game fifty-eight of mm-hmm. the eighty-two game season, when you're in the like the dog days of, yeah. of coming up with stuff, that you you can't manufacture it. But if he happens to phone me again, well, mm-hmm. I'm live on the air, knowing that I'm live on the air because he's coming up on the air right after. Uh, we're going to answer it. I mean, you you like fun so much. I just imagined you would have done exactly. it exactly. I'm a yeah. fun guy.
2: You but know, you, you do would
0: it. do. You would decline the call and send it straight to voicemail, and then delete the voicemail before even answering it. Before listening you and I to both it. know that's not true. You, 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 because you are not fun. I've worked with you for a year and a half now, and today is the day I discovered you're not fun. Yeah, that's lies. <laughs> uh, so, so with Wa, Marciusso, and Smith, do you think that's? On the wingers, or how much credit should Nick Waugh receive for what's happened with that de facto top line right now? Because it is, without a doubt, the top line for the Vegas Golden Knights at this moment. I
2: I mean I I I'm inclined to say that it's on the wingers because you you know how good Marcius and Smith have been together, but you do need a center to be able to play and continue to to build off of what those guys do so well and you know we we saw a one game experiment with uh Brett Howden and at times Chandler Stevenson down the middle between uh Jonathan Marchessault and Riley Smith and it just never seemed to click they just didn't seem to be on the same page yeah. and ever since Pete DeBoer put Nick Wah between those two players There are plays being made, there are shifts being extended in the offensive zone, there are chances and more chances and more chances for that line. I think you just got three players that understand what each other does well on the ice, and they're starting to build some chemistry.
0: Uh, It's been impressive, and uh, it'll be curious to see when uh, William Carlson, because he was the last one hurt, so he should be... The last one back, uh, depending on uh, all the recovery and the rehab time, uh, what happens uh, moving forward. Uh, Jack Eichel will have his surgery this Friday. You will hear from Jack Eichel some clips from his media availability session today. He had a couple of great lines. He was very comfortable. Uh, He talked about everything from uh, his BU days uh, into uh, the Buffalo Sabres complimentary to the Sabres for the opportunity that he got. Uh, and also about the uh, excitement uh, tour, of the facility uh, met the coaches. So we'll hear a lot more about uh, Jack Eichel and hear from Jack Eichel himself uh, coming up on the VGK insider show. But up next it's the VGK insider show play of the day. And it is arguably the play of the year. And we're only a month into the season and It will finish as top three, and I don't know how it will ever be bumped from that spot at number one. That's coming up on the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. VGK Insider. Play of the day is coming up in hour number two. We will offer our ratings for the games in Montreal and Detroit. We will bring you some sound from Jack Eichel's media availability today. Some uh, good topics, including uh, facing the doubters and what he wants to do uh, to try and get past that. McDavid being linked to McDavid. They went one, two in the draft. Uh, What the last few days has been like uh, joining a contender, uh, Robin Leonard as well. We have to include the Leonard question and answer because that was Chris Chapman's question, and he wants it to to be in there, and it's a good answer. We will uh, get into all of that, plus the Insiders uh, one-timers segment, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, but the play of the day is from Friday night, and it comes courtesy of Connor McDavid, who did it again in beating the New York Rangers by tying up the game in a one-on-four beautiful, miraculous effort. (laughs)
2: got the matchup they wanted. Rangers having trouble changing
0: here. McDavid, beautiful move.
1: What can you say? That is absolutely outstanding. The pressure, the bar by... Barry as he pinches in. And Connor McDavid's got to wait here. He wants to drive it right back into the zone. He looks up, he waits, he waits, he waits, and then he puts the Jets on. Look at this. Talk about stick handling in the booth. What a move around, Georgia, to finish it off on the biggest night this year with number four going to the Raptors. You just knew that Connor McDavid was going to make a statement. What a goal. That's not a statement.
0: Jack Michaels and Louis DeBrusque on the Sportsnet <laughs> broadcast. Uh, they retired Kevin Lowe's number four on that night. The Edmonton Oilers came back and beat the New York Rangers, and it, uh, it rattled the Rangers because it got thumped the next night uh, against the Calgary Flames, but it was a one-on-four. He waited for Jesse Pugliarvi to clear the zone on a delayed offside and went to work, and I don't know whether I've ever seen anything like it.
2: I I don't I mean it's it's a fascinating play for a number of different reasons Uh, and we've we've talked about McDavid and his his ability to just be one of the fastest players alive right but it's his